Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The 37 locations of Ireland's COVID-19 vaccination centres have been confirmed by the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly. Uh, There are five centres in Cork, three of which are located in the city, as well as four in Dublin and two each in Kerry, Tipperary, Westmeath and Wicklow. There has been criticism, of course, of some of the locations of the COVID-19 vaccination centres. It's claimed that there's a centre in each county, but independent TD Richard O'Donoghue says the Limerick centre is not actually in Limerick, it's in Clare. And he joins me on the line, Richard O'Donoghue, independent TD in Limerick. Good afternoon to you, Richard. Afternoon. How are you? Uh, so it's not, but it's not actually in Limerick. It's in Clare, and I mean, obviously, Limerick is one of the four major cities in this country. So it's surprising that it's not in Limerick, because I'm sure there are many places in Limerick that would have been available for to, to use. There are actually many, and the Radisson Hotel is actually in County, is in County Clare, and I've just actually come off uh, the station with um, Deputy Kieran O'Donnell and other representatives, and it's we haven't got a um, vaccination centre in County Limerick. Mm-hmm. Now, and the other issue I had with it is the location of it is we have people now that have to travel up on an hour of a journey coming from the likes of Kilbehenny or coming from the likes of Abbeyfield now have to travel the bones of an hour into another county to get the vaccination. Now, I welcome the vaccination centres, don't get me wrong, but field hospitals are at, can be set up within 24 hours in any place you go to now. Mm. They've absolutely... We've often, people have often went to weddings in Marquis. In a Marquis, yeah. Even, they didn't even realise they were in a But, sh- but sh- we did it last year, Richard, when we thought uh, that obviously COVID-19 was going to be a lot worse than, than initially expected. And we set up these, uh, you know, these military style, there was yeah. one of the keys here beside us at, at the point depot, these military style kind of hospitals, you know, the kind of cocoony kind of things. Yeah. And they can be set up, you know, in a day. They can, yeah, and they have all the facilities there. You see with concerts and everything that they set up, they can set up things overnight. Mm-hmm. So there's no excuse why we haven't got a vaccination centre in County Limerick. And the biggest problem we have as well is transport. We have people at the moment that are afraid to leave their houses. The mind travels an hour of a journey yeah. uh, where there's no transport uh, that can get you there. And, and it was even And get them there morning. safely, of course, because they are concerned about their own health, obviously, particularly yeah. elderly people. And even if people at the moment want to get the bus from Limerick City even out to the vaccination centre, the bus drops them at the other side of the motorway. Now, the now, motorway. It, it would be fair and of me to say, you know, you can't have vaccination centres everywhere. It wouldn't be financially viable, right? But mind you, money shouldn't be too important at a time like well, this. Well, they spent one million on a 68-bed feed hospital in the UL in Limerick in June. So yeah. uh, that's one million. And you're saying that they can't be everywhere. Now, there's two in Wicklow in the ministers, uh, in Mr. Donnelly's own area. There's, there's five in Cork, there's four in Dublin. But well, the one in Wicklow is not really in Wicklow. I think it's actually in Greystones, as far as I know. So it's not really, it's actually not really in Wicklow. So, right. <laughs> so okay. Well, so. I walked from, from <laughs> Bray to Greystones. It's closed. But, it's closed, yeah. But, but no, I, I get the point you're making, Richard, because a lot of, obviously, particularly at the moment, the, the, the group that's being vaccinated at the moment are the over 80s. Yeah. Uh, and these, a lot of these individuals, as you rightly said, you know, they're, they're wearing their Mass, they're terrified to leave their homes, even to get on public transport for them. They they feel is a risk, and and for many of them who might have an underlying condition, it may be a risk. So in saying that, you know, we want to make it as easy as possible and accessible as possible for everybody. Yeah, and the other point you have there is you have a lot of elderly people, and and they have their children and their grandchildren and thing. They're afraid even to get into the car with them mm-hmm. because they're saying to them, "Listen to me, that, that that they might get infected, or they might infect you." They're being so so careful. Yeah. So why haven't we got? A situation. And I said that if you were in Croom tomorrow morning and you wanted to go to the university, UL, 
you've got to get on two buses. If you now are in Limerick and you want to get to the vaccination centre, they drop you across the road from a motorway. You have to cross a motorway. Can you imagine an elderly person having to try across a motorway? And yeah, I, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the list here, by the way. Godway, Galway is quite badly serviced. Mind you, they do have one vaccination centre, the Galway Racecourse, right? But when you look at Dublin and Cork, sure, they're everywhere, right? Well, so. If they had a Limerick Racecourse, it's connected. If it was a Limerick Racecourse, and they're saying, some people said to me, oh, the races will be on. There's no, no spectators no race, racing no. at the moment. No. There's no spectators. No. So there's adequate room. In the car parks there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm looking down in County Loud, you've got the Fairways Hotel, which is just a little bit outside Dundalk, which is not too yeah. bad. You know, County Mead, you've got the, the, uh, the Sims Court GAA uh, Club in Navan, which is grand for the people in Mead. But provided you live near it, I suppose. I mean, all these things are grand, provided you happen to live near them. And we're talking about people, once again, who are elderly people. The majority of them would be ed- elderly people. And uh, there hasn't been much talk about GPs and farmers. And this, I, I find this concerning, Richard, that it would be much better, you know, if Mary in Limerick could go to our local GP or pharmacy and get this. Uh, because I'm assuming there isn't much involved. Uh, you know, uh, pharmacists are very clever, very experienced people. I'm sure there's not much involved in giving a vaccine. There isn't. And the GPs and the, the frontline staff from, from pharmacy and everything, they're so well skilled now and they could do this. But the biggest problem we have again in Limerick is the lack of vaccinations. We were nine. We were fifteen thousand behind every other county in January yep. because they got the vaccinations wrong. And Stephen Donnelly said it. He contacted the, the hospitals were contacted. No vaccinations to go deal with, but they, they got it wrong. It's it, and it is a mess. We haven't enough vaccinations. Well, we, we now don't have vaccination center. Well, we are. I mean, I, I find, Richard, I mean, I did mention yesterday myself on Twitter personally that I believe the whole vaccination thing has been shambolic at this stage. But a lot of that's to do with the fact that we don't have enough vaccinations. When we look at the likes of our neighbours next door, UK, and, and, and Boris Johnson and Tony, or, um, Tony Hancock, uh, yesterday, I called him Tony Hancock, um, it, Matt Hancock talking about the fact that Britain will be opening up in the next three or four weeks and they have a plan for opening, whereas our Hall there is afraid to give any dates or phase plans at all because we don't really have a plan because we don't know how quickly we're going to get these vaccines. Exactly, and, and Europe have really left us down this time, and so has the government. If we had got our fair share of vaccinations, vaccinations coming through Europe, there's plenty of competent people here that could have given out the vaccines within our GPs or chemists uh, and their hospitals. It could have been sorted out. It, it's it's a lacking on the government's behalf, and it's a lacking on the HSE behalf of getting it right. And it, I've said it the first day I, I came to the door that the HSC system was broken. The hospital system, some of the management system and some of the hospitals was broken. And it's been, it's been broken for 30 years. Is, and this is actually showing it up even more that they, they can't organise. Did you know that 22.2 billion has been spent on the health service in the last year? And 13.1 billion of that has gone to non-COVID healthcare. And they're saying 40% of that has gone to, to uh, salaries. That's not frontline salaries now. Mm-hmm. I, well, no, no, I, I am concerned in the long term more so, and I'm not saying I'm not concerned about COVID-19, of course I am, but I'm, I'm concerned, very concerned in the long term about not just the physical and non-COVID related physical mm. aspects of COVID-19 and undiagnosed cancers and all that kind of other stuff that's been neglected over the last nine months, but obviously mental health has become a huge issue now, particularly for children, we're, talking, we're talking about that today as well. I have four myself. Yeah, and, and look, it's not easy. I think we, we kind of think children are invincible in some way. No. And, and we don't, you know, your, 
your daughter's sitting there in her bed playing with her laptop or your son is on his PlayStation all day and they're not interacting with their friends anymore. And that's important too, as well as the educational aspect of it. And, you know, and maybe we're not talking to them enough and asking them how they feel about it as well. I think that's really important that we do that. And we, we need to start doing that a little bit more because what I'm looking at today is these comments and these statements that are coming out from CAMS and the HSC in relation to the number of children that are looking for psychiatric help. I mean, that is really quite concerning. But the route out of that according to the government, is the vaccines. And we've seen in Israel already a 94% drop in the amount of symptoms of those who have got vaccines, the Pfizer vaccine. So clearly there is, the efficacy is good. They seem to be working. And it is probably the route out of all this. Whether, now, look, you know, COVID-19 could be with us for the next 20 years. We might have to, we will have to live with it, right? But in saying that, you know, this seems to be the route out of all these lockdowns, which, by the way, from a financial point of view, Richard, is probably costing the country a billion a week in lost, yeah. in the, in lost economy. So every week that we delay getting us back to normal and getting out of this is costing the country money, which will cost more pain in the future anyway. So we need to be more efficient. Unbelievably, we need to be more efficient. And you said it there yourself, even economically. But the biggest thing, you've talked about mental health of the children, which is 100% and I have four children of my own, and I can see it firsthand myself. Um, but as you said, we'd always be giving out about the PlayStation all this, but it's the only connectivity that they, they have at the moment for their friends or yep. whether they have, have the phone. And we can be thankful of that. But the outside of it is when we're coming out of, of this, the mental health side of it, not only for the children, for the, for the people trying to get people back to work because of their, of their mental health state, trying to get them back out to meet people, trying to get the older people to, to, to interact with people again is going oh, to be very, I know. Very sure, Ashling, my producer, said to me yesterday, she's a young woman, she's 30 years of age, and she said to me yesterday, she said, I think I've forgotten how to socialise. And, and I think that's genuinely going to be a thing. People have forgotten how to enjoy themselves, how to socialise. Are they going to be, when we do get back out, are we going to be standing <laughs> two metres apart from each other just in case? You know, I, I think it's going to be a very difficult time. And I think, you know, we need to spend more money on educating people now getting out of this again as, as much as we spent going into it as well. And I, and I think that's important too. But getting back to the vaccination centres, this is the key to it. And if we can't get the logistics of this right, we're not going to get anything right really, Exactly, and you need to get confidence for people. And they're saying, right, that the vaccination centre is, is in County Clare. It is accessible for people within the cities, but it, it's at one end of a county. Yeah, no, no, so I get it. I get it. You don't have to explain. It. I get it. You no. know, so that's what, where we want to come from. And yeah. every every county deserves to have a vaccination centre. And it's not unreasonable to see that they could set up ones off of motorways in areas. There's plenty of people things that are accessible off of motorways easy access in easy access out did you, did you by the way did, did you speak to Minister Donnelly about it now he, he wouldn't we didn't bother to ask him for a statement because he doesn't speak to me uh, but <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like me I don't he think. mightn't speak to me now either but that won't <laughs> but stop me he hasn't has spoken to me in eight months <laughs> God love him but, but that won't <laughs> stop him from talking to, that won't stop me from talking to anyone but did uh, you did, you, did you address the point with the, uh, the Minister for Health and ask him was there going to be a change is he going to address this issue and will there be more vaccination centres set up because if the other vaccinations come on board, which they are going to in the next yes. in the coming months, we are going to have to do it. England are doing. I mean, they're they're in event centres, pharmacies everywhere in the UK. They're queuing up in large event centres everywhere. And and look, so they're up there, I think they're up to seventeen million or sixteen million vaccines at this stage. So we need to get on board. So have you talked to the minister about increasing? I didn't talk to him directly, but we have two junior ministers in Limerick, uh, who, which are in government, and we've been putting pressure. Like your story now, he might want to talk to me because <laughs> I, might be the, I, I might be the person that's talking that he sees the whole time to get things right. But he should look at that and, on a 
point of view of we're trying to improve things. Yeah. It's not a case that it's, it's personal. It's to improve situations in our counties that we represent. Yeah. But they got it wrong. And as I said, we have two, two junior ministers in our county. They had first-hand information into this, and they should have ensured that it was in the county of, of where it needed to be and centralised in the county, that it caters for people of all ages, whether you have transport or not. It needed to cater for everyone, and if you couldn't cater for that, it need, you need to have more of it. OK, listen, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate it. Richard, I don't know who raising the issue there, that the access to these centres, and a lot of them around the country, I know people are concerned about where the local centre is. I have a list here in front of me. I'm not going to read them all out, but I think you'll be able to find that list on the HSE website. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.